Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning back into the Think Cloud podcast and thank you so much for listening till now. I know it's been very long since I dropped an episode. It's because I've been doing a lot of planning at the back end trying to understand what works well for the podcast and I've also been trying to understand what exactly entices you as an audience. And I found out that the interview format is something that you guys absolutely love and it's only fair of me to just drop new episodes with the interview format. So here I am with a new episode where I'll be interviewing Joshua. Joshua is a proud owner of JRS Cars on YouTube and he has been in the space for nearly around 4 years and it's been extremely active for the past 2 years. He has grown the channel from 0 to 25,000 subscribers which is something huge and in this episode we will be trying to understand, trying to decode what exactly Joshua did to achieve this feat. I know it's something that is very important for any new YouTuber to understand the rules of the game, try to understand what needs to be done right, what needs to be what needs to be avoided. And there are a lot of things that you have in your mind. I've tried to pull out all those questions and I've tried to put it on this format, but I hope this episode really makes sense to you guys. And I really believe that this is something of immense value. Without any further ado, let's welcome Joshua to the podcast. Yes, so thanks Rahul, thanks so much. So basically, I am an automobile YouTuber and this is my passion. It's always been a passion since I was a little kid. All data regarding vehicles, the specs, even my my parents tell me, I learned my ABCs like A for Alpha, B for BMW, C for Chrysler and so on. So from a young age, I've been a really crazy auto enthusiast and I think that has been a really important driver into what I'm doing today as a passion and hobby which is basically reviewing vehicles, giving maintenance tips and tricks on YouTube. However, as we all know, YouTube alone cannot be a career, especially at your starting point. So I'm also working with an MNC in the connectivity department. So that would be my main job and YouTube would be my weekend side hustle. So that's a little bit about myself. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see what uh, this uh, this interview or let's say this podcast has in store for us. Awesome, awesome. So first question right off the bat, how difficult it is to maintain a side hustle as well as a mainstream career? How difficult it is? Good question. I mean, very good question, Rahul. So if you look at it, you need to look at how much work, stroke dedication is required in each aspect. I mean, definitely when you're working your main job, that would take your first priority because, well, they're paying you a salary and you have a lot of work to do. That's why they're paying you. So when it comes to maintaining a balance between, let's say, work life and, let's say, passion, let us YouTube, obviously the priority does go to your normal, regular 9 to 5 job and your passion stays a passion only on the weekends. So to answer more specifically on how difficult it is, it really depends on what your passion is and what you want to do on YouTube. When I say YouTube, it could be Instagram, it could be different other media platforms as well. But focusing mainly on the amount of work would define that what is your career and what is your passion or what you want to do basically. For me, myself, like I am an automobile reviewer, so I need to find a vehicle, book the slot, review the vehicle, think on the fly, uh, I mean, get all the specs and put it in a way that makes the audience want to know more about the vehicle. If you are a cooking, if you are interested in cooking, you need to think of some new recipe, you need to film all the ingredients, buy all the ingredients, cook it and hopefully it comes okay for you to take it first shot or you have to do the entire thing again to make it presentable on YouTube. So I think you get the point. It depends on what your passion is. There are some people who just roast other people and that's a 15 minute job and video is done. So it really depends on what your niche is and what your passion lies. 
if you want to maintain both a side hustle as well as a main career so i would say on a difficulty front for myself i would say maybe a 6 out of 10 because getting vehicles especially when you're starting out as an automotive reviewer is the most difficult part so once you have a good base and a good uh, number of helpful people who are willing to lend you their vehicles be it their own personal vehicles or new vehicles from the showroom that would be the first thing to crack before you can start making big moves awesome awesome that's great that's great so uh, my interesting question is i have seen your videos from the start so i rem- i vaguely remember you starting the uh, youtube channel saying on instagram saying that you know hey i have a you have started my youtube channel i have seen your videos on how you change your exhaust and stuff and then you transition into youtube and i remember your first video now my question is as a youtube uh, auto enthusiast uh, how do you think yourself like uh, how do you think about yourself or how you transition from the first video till the last video you have ever made on your channel so how do you think the growth has been okay so i think this is also another interesting question i think your questions are really good so yeah so basically what we do is the first video you are always scared if you i mean if you go and check out my first videos you won't see me you only hear my voice Exactly. So those videos were basically a, an amalgamation of old photos, old videos, and a voiceover to try and give some message across. So I think I think for probably a, a good two or three months, I was doing only this. And even when I progressed into reviewing vehicles, I never used to show my face because I was. You know, I mean, that that fear will always be there. Exactly. What will people say? Uh, what would the reaction be? Uh, will they make fun of me? All these different questions. So then one day I realized it took me at least. 5 hours to make a video completely without showing my face that is if i'm going to sit film everything and come home and do the voice over it's going to take like literally an entire working day as such to do that so then i got a lot of feedback mainly from friends and family saying why don't you show your face why don't you talk on the fly let's see what happens and that was i think was a big turning point for me because i realized hey i mean once you show your face to the camera like even doing this interview right now If you had asked me this, probably let's say one one and a half years ago, I would probably would have declined, saying that no, bro, I don't think I can do it. So I think it's a journey that uh, it needs to take its own time. But the sooner you do it, the better. So I would uh, what what I the advice I would give right now, being after like two years in this uh, mixed uh, role, I would say, take a camera, show your face, do whatever you want, see what happens, and then take it from there. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, talking about cameras, right? So, whenever I ask somebody who's really good at what they do, I the first question that I ask them is, why not start a YouTube channel? And uh, they have a lot of things that come up, uh, saying preventing them from starting a YouTube channel. And one of the primary things that they say is, I don't have a good camera. Now, the question here is, what was your first camera, and have you changed that camera, or is it something that you think that it doesn't matter? It's all about the content. What do you think about that? interesting question and surprisingly that you have asked it so this was what i started my youtube channel with a 2017 or 2018 honor 8 is what i used to use so and yes even today i still use that phone for recording from the mic audio right because we don't especially when you're starting out equipment is expensive especially it depends on what you want to do again it depends on the niche for example if you want to do a cooking video or if you want to roast people you require just a computer or maybe just somebody to hold any camera any smartphone can do the job when you are an automobile reviewer if you want to give people the real experience of a pov drive or you want to show the nice cinematics then yes your investment starts to increase so for i think a good amount of time probably 4 to 5 months i managed only with my phone taking videos photos and doing the voice over 
Mm-hmm. And when I graduated into proper reviews, I invested in a GoPro. At that time, it was I think uh, the Seven Black, which was already one year and one year old model at that time as well. Mm-hmm. So that I'm still using that camera today, even though the Hero Ten has come. Seven Black does the job. It's film my POV video in HD, whatever quality I require. It does the job well. And for cinematics, of course, I upgraded my smartphone to a Samsung Galaxy, so I use that for the cinematics. And in fact, till date, I still edit everything on my phone. Wow. So I don't see the need for investing in a laptop and doing all the hi-fi edits and everything. Simple edits to get the job done is what you require to get started. Of course, once you start growing, like even if you take all the big YouTubers, you take Faisal Khan, you take your fans view, they all started small, and now they have a high-tech team of all high-tech equipment and everything. Exactly. But to start something, you need not start at the peak or invest everything at the peak and then go from there. You can start at whatever level, and as your interest and as your passion grows. Then you can uh, in, start investing more. Awesome. So my advice again over here is whatever you have, even be it a five-year-old smartphone, do whatever it. Uh, I mean, push the phone to the limit, and once you start identifying its drawbacks, you will automatically find solutions for it. Mm-hmm. My early days, I remember when I didn't have the GoPro, I used to use somebody else who sit behind me and film everything. <laughs> of course, those videos are not on YouTube because. Uh, I, I, it didn't come probably properly, but my advice is just try everything, whatever you have without investing too much. Try it out first because there's no point investing like over one and a half two lakhs and then sitting. Oh, maybe I don't have the passion in this anymore, and then your investment becomes a waste. So rather find your passion, find that spot first before you transition into investment. Understood. Awesome. So, uh, speaking about investment, speaking about passion, uh, the first day when you started, uh, you know, when you thought that you know I'm going to start a YouTube channel, and do you do you tell that about about that to somebody, or did you discuss it with somebody, or was it just on the fly? You started a YouTube channel and it started off. Ah, yes. So this again, uh, it's been at the back of my mind from I think around 2015 or 2014 is when I would say this has been on the back of my mind. Until date, even if you go back to my channel and see the oldest videos, you will see random videos of me uh, putting loud music to test the bass to see how fast my car went from zero to hundred. So these were, let's say, my early videos on YouTube, which are still there till date. And from that time, the passion has been there. Of course, at that time, I did not know you could get monetized, you could get subscribers, all those stuff. You know, just a platform where people can see your videos. So that's where it all started. And I think it really got some steam in around 2016, 17, when other automobile YouTubers became really famous. Uh-huh. If you look at the foreign uh, circle, we have Hoovi's Garage, we have uh, Vehicle Virgins, we have uh, Doug DeMiro. All these people started becoming really popular at that particular time. And at that time, also the the concept of making videos to make money was there. People always say, "Do YouTube for the passion, don't look at the money." I will agree to that, but. For your passion, you need to have some income. Whether that income comes from YouTube or somewhere else, that income needs to come. So I would like to take this opportunity actually because uh, a lot of young people right now think that I don't need a job. I just need to take a video and that's it. My career is set. However, that's not the reality. That uh, the amount of effort, time, money it takes to come to that level where you just put videos and get money from that, it would take at least four to five years. So, what are you going to do for four to five years to get that amount of revenue in the initial period? And you, YouTube is now a very complex and a very uh, how do you say overcrowded market. Mm-hmm. Pre-COVID, it wasn't so, but post-COVID, everybody has become a YouTuber, including myself. I won't d- d- deny that. So, right now, 
you need to focus on a niche a place where you really know the stuff and people want to watch more of that and even now if you look at some of the established players even them they say that we do not know how how long youtube would be as a, reve- a viable revenue source so everybody even stradman dandimir all of them say till it's there we'll use it but after that what exactly so my advice right now is definitely start do whatever you want but don't don't expect or don't start with the hopes of making a career out of it immediately exactly. if it happens well and good you're lucky your content was good you were at the right time at the right place but anything can change like that so always have a backup don't always rely only on youtube as an income stream or revenue stream or keep that as your life ambition as such understood understood so that's that's a very it's a very important point that you mentioned because uh, you know youtube is a big company and if they could transition from being a very completely free platform to a platform where you will have to pay it's it's about time that they charge people to use the platform and they you know start uh, charging the content creators who are actually using the platform saying their statistics and everything now uh, the biggest cause for concern here is once you start a youtube channel once you start gaining some traction once you start understanding it the more people get involved in your video the more comments the more interactions that come on your video now apart from all these interactions there are a lot of hate comments that come in there are a lot of people who say that you know your review is absolute crap you know it's not the correct review and all those things my question to you is have you faced any situations like this and what was your response towards it and how do you think somebody who's starting out must respond to it okay simple thing i would like to make it very clear that there's a big difference between positive criticism and negative criticism Mm-hmm. so positive criticism is like if for example like let's take a vehicle review if a vehicle has a 1.4 liter engine and by accident you say 1.3 or 1.5 and somebody corrects you in the comments that's positive criticism if you say a vehicle has a torque converter gearbox but somebody in the comments says no it's definitely a cvt mm-hmm. that's also a kind of positive criticism in the sense that he knows what you're saying is right but he wants to see what you say exactly in uh, in and and see how you respond to it so if you respond to him with proper technical knowledge he'll keep his mouth shut and that's it then there's a third type negative criticism whatever you do whatever you say no it's wrong what you're doing is hopeless that criticism so i mean touch wood it's not come so far i mean one point i got a lot in the beginning was i used to talk too fast so i think now in this interview you will notice that my talking speed has come down so that's i think positive criticism so it's actually helped you develop a lot i mean uh, to to quote an example i was asked to make a presentation to our foreign colleagues i think just two weeks ago mm-hmm. they had to receive feedback saying wow you the the amount of uh, uh, i would say what's the exact word the amount of uh, exaggeration at certain points or the way you are talking about certain points was really very good and then i was like that, that's because i do youtube as a hobby and then they were like oh we didn't know that so it does help you develop more as a person mm-hmm. you it may not seem like a day and night difference in the beginning but over one year one and a half years if you take their positive criticism properly and learn to develop yourself from that that's where the growth happens coming back to the negative criticism i would say try if they really if they really uh, hurt hit you personally avoid it if they're just trying to play with you then you play with them again in your own way if you want or if you don't want just ignore it so it's too it depends on the type of what comes if somebody is like really hitting you with bad words block them story 
end of story if somebody is like just trying to just trying some people will do they will just to get some conversation going to say oh this person is youtuber replied to me so there are multiple people in multiple uh, different dimensions of criticism but i would say put a filter take what's positive leave out what's negative simple awesome uh so uh talking about all these criticisms and everything growing growth uh, finding a passion between it uh you grow grew from 0 to 25000 subscribers now you would have seen some gradual improvement in one, like you should have seen this so can i know how long has it been since you started youtube can you let us know how long it's been yeah. so if you look at my channel history i think the first video was something in 2014 like i mentioned earlier but my first proper video for youtube with youtube as a career option or a side as an option mm-hmm. was uh, uploaded i guess somewhere in the month of april 2020 yeah april 2020 2020 so if you could take yeah. away from april 2020 to february 2022 your growth might have been within that time frame and mm-hmm. you should have seen something growing so did you feel satisfied with the growth or how was your feeling towards seeing that growth so 0 to 25000 people actually subscribing to your channel to view your content is something special because i feel that if somebody has taken the time to subscribe it means that they find your content useful right that's that should be the only possible explanation so how did you find your reaction towards and how did you think that you know uh, did you did it put you on the right track or did it like you know overwhelm you so how was your feeling when you saw that growth Okay, interesting question again over here. But uh, I won't say that I was really overwhelmed with the amount of growth because there are YouTubers with far less subscribers and far more subscribers, and we all started around the same time. So it's not a, like a, a really very big achievement, but still, I am happy from my point of view. The amount of effort I put and the amount of time I put, I got the the relevant result. So over here, yes, you are right. From April twenty twenty till February twenty twenty two has been my real growth period. but and also underlying thing over there is covid also was there in the same period exactly so because of that i was not able to go out and meet as many uh, let's say dealership owners or vehicle owners as i would like i'd like to so majority of the reviews if you see are either my own vehicles my friends vehicles relatives vehicles and very few new vehicles okay the reason for that is because i was i was being a little careful not going out too much but if you look at it most of the new vehicles have done really very well in terms of views mm-hmm. so obviously any new vehicle will get you views whether you talk sense or whether you talk nonsense it will get you views but if you want those views to be consistent then you need to really build up on that mm-hmm. so till date i probably did around maybe only five or six new vehicles mm-hmm. few from mahindra few from skoda so those have been my real new vehicle and my real expression of my content For example, if you look back at let's say my old video of uh, old Pajero, who's who's going to watch that video? An enthusiast? Yes. An off-road lover? That's about it. Probably who knows? So the audience that. that were targeted by me, or rather the situation which I was to get to procure vehicles for review, because like I mentioned in the beginning, if you want to be an automobile reviewer, nobody is going to hand you an S class and say yes, please, please review this vehicle. so you need to get your hands on whatever vehicle you have and here i would really like to thank my friend uh, mr fahad fazil he is actually the owner of ff cars and he is gracious enough to give me almost every used car that came for sale for review so oh. that's how we got my number of videos more and more cars on my channel how many times can i show my own vehicles on youtube right mm-hmm. so this was a really uh, 
uh, booster thing and definitely everybody in life will have that one person who will definitely be able to help them in getting things done so just jump into it and see where it goes but my advice is don't leave your job and then start something and see how it goes start something it it's not easy i mean most people have a consistent job and then look at youtube as a side hustle i uh, had some issues with my job due to covid started a youtube channel and then went back to an mnc so there are a lot of uh, let's say complications in this story you people usually ah i left my 95 job and now i'm a youtuber but for me it's the opposite i was a youtuber and i got back into 95 job and that is a very important uh, point which i want to mention is not everyone can leave a job and then take it big there are certain uh, criteria which you should meet and in my case that uh, the issue which i was not able to overcome was due to covid and going out and getting vehicles for review i'm very sure if i had been able to review every new car that came out in the last one and a half years my channel would be somewhere else exactly so it's, it's it depends on a lot of factors but then the risk of getting covid is also there exactly so it's a balance that's so that's the part of anything because especially in the times that we live in we are uh, completely unsure about how things are going now uh, talking about you mentioned about the s class you mentioned about costly cars now, something that always intrigues me whenever i see a car reviews that let's say that there's a car worth around 2 crores as you you are reviewing a rolls royce how uh, you know what if let's say test would does not happen but what if you accidentally dent a car or what if uh, you know what are your collaborations uh, between the person who gave you the car and the one who's taking up what do you think should be set before you actually review somebody else's car what do you think should be the baselines because god forbid we and nothing is under our control maybe when you're driving or something might happen and stuff like that and how does one a new youtuber or anybody who's starting out must set his baselines and see look out for things before he even starts taking somebody else's car so what would you advise him okay so uh, again this is an interesting question so far that's what i have not had any incident as such and nobody has uh, how do you said uh, asked me this question or not except i think uh, i think it was a, a volvo which i did a volvo and a q7 only these two vehicles i've been i've been asked to be really really careful with it because they are big expensive more more than expensive they really big vehicles mm-hmm. so my advice is whenever you take somebody else's vehicle for review mm-hmm. do it in the owner's presence mm-hmm. one so may, may not be for the interior exterior shoot of course you need to have them there but whenever you go drive somebody else's vehicle always have them in the car with you mm-hmm. either in the front passenger seat or the back seat don't think what people will think oh i didn't uh, this, this uh, the owner didn't trust me with the car that's why he is sitting with me in the vehicle that's not the case dealership vehicle oh i'll run away with the vehicle that's why the dealership didn't give me the vehicle alone never look at that and look at it on the positive side because if somebody who's related to the dealership or the owner of the vehicle if they are there with you if anything happens they are there with you so there is no exactly what happened if somebody else came and hit you being the main case if you drive like an idiot and you did something that's a different story Thank but you. if you drive properly and somebody else hits you if they are there they know exactly what happened and you won't have to get any unnecessary blame and one of the other one other advantage is as a reviewer you are driving the vehicle and recording at the same time so basically you are the dashcam because you are recording everything so in that case also if anything happens you have the video footage of how it happened exactly so my advice is 
don't drive like an idiot and uh, obviously being reviewed you'd be having cameras in the car and so your cameras are on when you're driving somebody else's car <laughs> that's great that's great because you know i always think okay i've seen uh, you know youtubers i've seen your uh, reviews and even though if it is a 20 lakh car even if it's a 15 lakh car i always wonder what if something out of control happens and what if they are supposed to so this has been something that i wanted to ask out to influencer and i really wanted to ask you so yeah that's something that so i wanted to ask you like uh, you know you've been doing a lot of videos from uh, you know april 2020 and you've been so there must be one video where you gave it all your heart into heart your soul into it and you you know sacrifice a lot of things and probably if that video didn't get the reach you were expecting to what would be your reaction to it interesting question okay because here we can take two examples from skoda dealership so let's look at this way when the kushak was launched that was like a hot new product from skoda and of course uh, luckily i, I was uh, in contact with the marketing team over there and he was like yes sir sure as soon as the vehicle comes you can review it and i really appreciate them for that despite the amount of attention that vehicle garnered they were able to give me the vehicle for at least two and a half hours for the shoot mm-hmm. and that video did actually quite well i mean till date it's got like over 35000 views and it's doing pretty good fast forward to the octavia now this vehicle again it was launched after the kushak and also it was a pretty interesting new vehicle so i went to review the vehicle i actually filmed the entire review and then somebody comes and tells me sir we don't have uh, enough staff they can't accompany, accompany you for the for the test drive and so please uh, come back another time mm-hmm. so they okay fine uh, i mean of course you can't push them too much exactly. you can obviously say hey i own a skoda myself i can drive the car carefully but in case like you said in case anything happens then who's to blame and okay fine i'll come back another time and at that time i was using my video team also so it is a team of people me my other friend of mine and another friend who's really very good with cameras so then uh, i think probably around a week later or or two weeks later i had to film the review again because the first time you film it you look at it you won't like it then you film it again because that continuity has to be there exactly so that was like filming the entire video the second time and it got me around 11000 views till date okay so that variation will always be there but i don't look at it how much views it's got now mm-hmm. five years down the line maybe three years down the line when this vehicle becomes let's say a good used vehicle at that time also people may want to watch this video exactly so i would i would look at it as rather from the view front i would look at those who have watched it have they got something out of it mm-hmm. did they learn something did they understand something so i would be looking at the value perspective for them rather than the amount of money or the number of views which i got so right. that's the attitude which you need to have or else on day one you'll stop making videos if you're going to look at only the number of views if each video has to get one lakh views that's not going to happen immediately if you put in the effort and let's say after 5 6 years then automatically you'll be getting that number of views if your content has been good and if you've been learning and developing all through the 5 years consistently awesome awesome uh, so uh, talking about your team i'm so interested to know about it because i know how it is to take it from a one man show to managing a team getting them aligned with your vision and process for whatever you have for the channel so uh, i would like to understand like what was specifically in your mind when you were looking forward to building a team and what were you looking forward mm-hmm. to? and what do you look forward in future let's say that you're growing into a much bigger channel and uh, you want to you know grow your team expand your team 
what are the some things that you are looking into for a teammate yes so let's say when you say team right now it's not like he works for me or he's part of the channel as such right now he's a good friend who's a freelancer and he does video footage and editing photo shoots for other companies as well mm-hmm. so basically whenever he is free and he'll give me of course a good uh, discount on his uh, on his charges uh-huh. and that's how i get my videos done for the big vehicles let's say a new launch or something like that mm-hmm. otherwise it's most like mostly a one man show unless one of my friends was to accompany me just for being uh, uh, how do you say being there as moral support or to support with any editing or any editing i mean capturing any footage or something like that so i would recommend when starting out always be a one man show because you do not know how it's going to go yourself exactly it may grow very well and you may become uh, a youtube star and then you can really have a bunch of team a bunch of people as a team with you or it may not take off that well so i would say because when you start hiring people or building a team they start depending on you exactly that's that's so and under the force it's a freelance or something like that so that's a really important and big responsibility to take because if people are like working for you then it's your responsibility to provide for them mm-hmm. so at that point i would say to jump into that only after you've built it up yourself to a particular level case in point let's take irfan's view it was a one man show for a very very long time it's only now that he's got a team for doing the videos editing all those things so as a process when you become a brand when your presence on screen we automatically translate into the minimum revenue required at that time is when you can look at building a team exactly understood so uh, reaching out uh, you know i believe that whenever you are doing the uh, field and profession that you are in currently i believe that networking plays a very integral role so you need to network with the right kind of people uh, people who know things who know what this value, this particular video is going to bring value to so how do you think uh, you have developed as a networking person from your beginning video till now so how do you think that growth has been and also what are some of the tips that you would be giving uh, young people who are getting into youtube as of now for networking especially yeah so when it comes to networking first thing is i would say don't spam all the facebook groups with your videos or uh, pull it out everywhere because that will it, it will help you initially mm-hmm. but in the long run it won't help you because uh, again algorithms play over here mm-hmm. so i would say try to focus on content which people want find a niche find something which people want and try to start with a topic that's trending right now mm-hmm. for example right now if you look at the trending topics among vehicles it's safety ratings Mm-hmm. features always that that's really like an evergreen topic and now people are slowly moving on to the importance of safety mm-hmm. how how what's the car safety ratings how strong is the steel how is the build quality so these are segments or other topics which are trending right now so if i were to start a channel right now that would be my topic my first video or something like that maybe talking about that or uh, the importance of that something like that Understood. so when you starting out the first thing is look at what's trending right now you do not want to say i will talk about mileage only because i like mileage and that should be your first video you won't get any views exactly but fast forward to maybe one year down the line you have a subscriber base then you can talk on whatever you want awesome understood so start with something that's trending something currently uh, interesting think of it like an instagram reel mm mm-hmm. 
50% of the success is the content 50% of the song you choose exactly so in youtube it will be 50% of the topic and 50% of the content so choose a topic very carefully understood so uh, talking about topics and choosing your niche and understanding the market uh, for a beginner especially if i was to begin uh, to understand and analyze the market i don't know what is the right way to do it right so i'm just starting on what would be some of your pro tips that you would be giving uh, a starting uh, youtuber saying that you know what if you are going to study the market analyze how it's going to work uh, these are some of the things that you can do so what would be your pro tips on that so basically there are a lot of uh, other things that go into making it a big on youtube or making any video for that matter on youtube so i would suggest you start making random videos and once a particular video clicks mm-hmm. try to add that content or context in your other videos understood bring that into the topic or the into the fo- or into the focus as such mm-hmm. because that particular video did well for a reason exactly no that, that that doesn't mean you make 10 videos on the same topic <laughs> no that's that's, 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 that's exactly. boring will make people get bored so it's a, it's a balance it's something it's it will work only through trial and error so that's something which you have to do through trial and error there are no pro tips that will work or won't work try everything and then see what clicks from there experiment 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 yeah, yeah understood so uh, uh we know know the ultimate aim of uh, any youtube video is to deliver value and help mm-hmm. people may help uh, people make smart decisions on that based of that so you know personally if you could ask me uh, all the tech uh, investments that i make is based of you watching uh, literally five to six youtube videos on the same topic again and again trying to garner different perspectives so as a youtube uh, auto influencer i would uh, want to understand that when you deliver something when you deliver something how much of a responsibility it is of new to deliver the correct content and how can you make sure that you're doing the correct job when it comes to that so what are some of the things that you consider yeah this is a very very i think out of all the questions this is the most important uh, one especially for a new youtuber or even a people who are already doing this youtube business because this is something that really irritates me i'll come to that so first point youtube is not only for value there's also for the entertainment quotient as well so there are two points where you can touch mm-hmm. entertainment and value when it comes to me personally i would prefer you go through the value route because once people find value in what you say and what you do they come back for more exactly with regard to entertainment it's very personal they may like it they may not like it so mm-hmm. i would say experiment of course but try to stick to something value driven so that people come back to you for that now regarding the information this is something very 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 important especially when it comes to automobile sector because people think if i just pick up a camera i know something about the car not everything i know something i can become an automobile reviewer on youtube unfortunately or fortunately people are still doing this today and they have lakhs of followers as well i won't mention any names but what happens is they come and come to a level where whatever i talk people watch exactly then the amount of the amount of uh, information on value is just taken out of the window classic example bmw engines use something called twin power technology it's called the twin power turbo mm-hmm. it's basically a single turbo which is two stage depending on how much of throttle you give the amount of boost is generated in simple layman terms 
people look at twin power turbo and say twin turbo <laughs> okay now twin power turbo and twin turbo are not the same they are two very very different things exactly and people casually open the bonnet and be like ah inge vandu we have the twin turbo engine so this is something is really irks me and it, it's sad it's basically you don't do enough research about the vehicle you blabber something and your video is done now there are two issues one 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 side of people will be like okay fine the even the owner of the car may not know this fact how does it matter mm-hmm. the other side is people watching the video who maybe they may be people who maybe who know about the vehicle may not know about the vehicle but if any young person watches it and thinks oh it's a twin turbo engine he go tell to another people then people go tell to more people and that's how wrong information gets spread exactly so my thing is very clear if you make a mistake in a video either put an asterisk and put text and correct it on the spot on the video itself pin a comment and say i made this mistake and i corrected it or edit it out if you find out after editing or anything like that so making mistakes and not knowing about it or knowingly make mistakes those are two things which really irritate me and that's sadly something we don't have control over people just do that and uh, yeah that's uh, a little bit of a rant on that i can say <laughs> no worries that's, that's something that i really wanted to put it out there because i have a personal experience on this first one of my friend made a purchase of a tata hatch the black edition that came out and uh, the bigger difference was it's not, it did not make a big difference but it was a turn down point for him he loved the car too much and when he actually bought the car and took it out for a ride he could see that the infotainment system was small so so it is a very uh, personal choice you want a big infotainment system small infotainment system apparently what tata does is the only the top end has a bigger infotainment system and the lesser version that is near to the top end has smaller infotainment systems which he did not unfortunately know he has seen a review he has seen that badging apparently the person who made the review was wrong basically he did not tell that this is how it is going to be so based upon his decision based upon his thing he has come to a conclusion let's buy this variant let's buy it with the sunroof and all those things when he bought and when he took the delivery of the car that's when he is understanding that this infotainment is how it is with this variant so basically it is not a very big turning factor but you know for a car enthusiast somebody who is buying a car who's giving a lot of money into it and getting their own car it's a big turn down for them and you know mm. sometimes they will have to live with it but over a period of time it gets frustrating to see that you know you made a wrong choice in a video so that's what i always believe that whenever you deliver content it has to have value something behind it make sure that you do a perfect job at making sure it's a correct content so that's something that i really want to do so uh based of this <clears throat> what i understand is that uh, when you start something when you start something of immense value you start uh, gaining a lot of traction behind it uh, my question to you is uh, when somebody says that hey i saw your video i know you and if somebody mm-hmm. is recognized you outside um and they say that you know your uh, decision helped me man and how did you feel when you had it for the first so surprisingly to mention this actually happened a few days back when i went for another shoot i met a person there and he was like hey bro i've seen your videos and uh, is really very nice so that, obviously that makes you feel like okay fine i'm helping somebody who i don't know so that's obviously good and the second thing is meeting somebody and they tell you telling something good that another you know benefit or not benefit or other the feel good factor of okay fine i'm doing something right exactly so that it's it's easy to make videos and randomly become famous but being famous for something which you like doing that's something special that's it so definitely and uh, very very important thing is it 
you have to maintain how the same uh, energy level or how happy or you have to be yourself on camera and the same person off camera oh. other people are going to see a stark difference and be like hey this is not the person in real life so there have been instances also fame can go to your head and then make you a totally different person so it's important to remember your roots and stay humble and whatever people ask you whatever questions come to you be it on youtube or be it in person in the comment section wherever always answer based on the knowledge you know if you don't know something say if you don't know you will come back and always be open to learn more these are my three uh, top takeaways i think from this uh, question uh so uh, talking about uh, getting fame in your head and uh, you know something that i really felt that a lot of um, no not everybody but i've seen uh, some of youtube uh, uh, people who actually done that so basically um that shows in the work that they're doing right now so i don't want to name call out names but i've seen people who have been so humble from the start and over a period of time it's like you know what i'll put whatever i want if you want you watch it or else just feel free to unsubscribe and leave the channel yeah. so do you think that's a good thing to do because uh, do you think valuing mm-hmm. you over the channel is more important or is do you think that valuing the channel over you is always important what do you think about that this i would say is more on how you are as a person mm-hmm. if you let anything can be can easily influence anyone that's why we are called influencers mm-hmm. of topic but that's yeah. the whole point of it so when people subscribe to your channel they subscribe for two things either they subscribe for the value you give stroke entertainment you provide stroke who you are exactly those are the important things so it's important for you not to change too much improvement is always good but if you want to change drastically like if i if i if i struggle to talk in the first video and now i'm fluent in the next video that's a good improvement a good change but if you are like really humble like you mentioned in the first few videos and then you start showing arrogance or uh, disrespect or disregard uh-huh. it creates a different kind of uh, uh, push and it's like a, a sudden rise before a sudden fall i won't again uh, use any names but this happened to a foreign youtuber he was doing pretty well he built up a really good channel and uh, suddenly he started having fights with many other youtubers and now and like for a long time like over 6 months he realized i think what went wrong and he gave an apology video and everything but from getting like around 2 and a half to 3 lakh views consistently per video he has now dropped 25000 per video Mm-hmm. He still has two million subscribers, mm-hmm. but it's changed. So this is a, is a foreign uh, automotive influencer, a person I would say is influential in me becoming an auto influencer myself. Mm-hmm. So it happens. So it's best to remember to be humble at all times and uh, avoid get letting fame get to your head. Understood. That's a valid point, and I believe that you know anybody who's uh, reaching out to you, anybody who thinks, uh, even being on the Think Cloud podcast. Now we are streaming in different countries. We still get messages from people saying that you know I have listened to your podcast. It delivers some value. Some people have arrogant messages saying that you know it's not that only you tell and I listen. I make something out of my life. Things happen. It's all about that, right? It's all about being humble. 
even though if it's the worst or the good it's always good to stay humble and that's what i believe in personally whenever i bring in people over on the episodes and everything i look forward to that because i want people who are humble i don't want to you know create a vibe here saying that you know you're an important person when the conversation has to be meaningful it has to be both ways right so if both of them are humble the conversation becomes more uh, meaningful rather than one person overbearing the whole thing and something that i really liked about you and that's one of the reasons why i always wanted to do an episode with you i have asked a lot of people uh, who are similar to your nature and most of them are shy to come out that's a bigger thing that's a other thing to push them into come into the channel and talk about and they feel that bro i'm not that much big but what i believe is when you make conversations you inspire a lot of people and you make people do even though you're bringing in competition that's a different story but you bring in a lot of people and that can mean the difference to somebody and that's what i wanted to so, i would like to uh, thank you rahul for this opportunity for two reasons one of course hoping that this podcast would help other people in, deci- in deciding on what they want to do i mean when you start out either before being start before even putting out your first video on youtube you'll have a lot of ideas and different concepts to make so i would say definitely go out and do that nothing is going to stop you from doing it whatever means you have whatever investment in the beginning you're comfortable with go out and do it at after five years down the line you don't want to say oh maybe i should run that it would have taken off well and you really don't know maybe the video you do today may not do well but there are cases on youtube itself i i think you must have heard this helicopter song uh-huh, yeah. yeah so that i think that person uploaded that video five years ago with absolutely okay. zero views now after five years he has made the for the 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 video to go along with that song exactly and he has become maybe a bit more famous now so you never know and i really appreciate him prof i don't know who he is in person but i appreciate him five years later he found out his song is doing well and then he got the investment or he got the idea to make a video song for it that's the difference of how how passionate he was for that song exactly. think about it helicopter helicopter you sing and then suddenly one fine day five years later become famous exactly so whatever video you put it may not be relevant now maybe you may be a person who's in the future you without even you knowing it so i would say whatever content whatever it is put it out there even if you feel that uh, of course don't uh, uh, how do you say make a really dumb video and put it out but a video which you really happy of or video which you put a lot of effort into put it out and experiment different things You, at a, at a later point you never know that can be a starting point which is got a bit delayed yeah. so my advice to everyone is of course i, I can't say i'm advising everyone tablo per yaar la kadayadu but if you want to say advice is put it out uh, put out whatever content you want and see how it goes and important thing is if you are currently working in any place and you're not either not happy with it or you want to change keep your job as your first priority that's only paying the bills bringing the money in and start a youtube channel in parallel it's not easy because it's very easy to say that i that you that's been there in the beginning but me practically from running a youtube channel 24/7 and then moving to a 9 to 5 job and then having this as a passion it's not that easy you have 101 things to do on the weekend you'll be busy on the weekend you have you only want time to relax all those things are there exactly. at the same time if you want something else you have to put in the effort everybody has 24 hours in a day so you can't invent the 25th hour but i would say to put that passion out there even if it's only one or two hours in a weekend you work for two three weekends continuously and compile it and keep it 
mm-hmm. and then you can release it out so okay. keep trying different things and i would say the golden advice i would say or the summation of this uh, uh, podcast is quit your job only if your youtube income is able to give you the same income you get from your salary the okay. thought of quitting your job to come only there understood and even the tax not waiting but anyway when you have the money enough to you know support your basic needs and wants yes. that's when you make the transition understood now uh, this is the question that i ask to every guest who comes on the podcast and this is something i ask to understand their point of perception or how they feel about the world let's say that joshua is uh, leaving planet earth and he's going to get a house at mars or he's leaving earth forever he's not going to come back so you are given the liberty to take everything you want but you are mm. supposed to leave back three things on this earth what are the mm. three things that you leave when you leave earth mm. this is a pretty interesting question but please define bring more definition so let's say that you know you might have something valuable right so it might be your favorite car it might be your pet it might be something it might be even your diary or uh, you know own a you know journal or something like that there's something that holds significant value in your life right now mm. you are expected to leave three things like that when you leave earth so what would those mm. things be okay interesting question so one i would say i would probably leave my first car so people can see okay fine people on earth you should drive these cars maybe that that could be uh, one option the ford or the honda the ford the ford the ford honda i can go ford Okay. Uh, that my vehicle has, has been there for quite some time and it's reached a point that even if i want to sell it i won't get any money so i'll just keep it that's the situation it's come to uh second i would probably um, let's say leave my gopro as well so people can see this is how people used to uh, of course see we are living in such a fast paced life where technology overtakes technology exactly so at this point uh, what's fresh today is not fresh one year later in technological terms so at but at the same time 10 20 years down the line people will be like wow you used to do this on this camera so that, for that value it's it's a different value to everybody exactly so that's uh, something uh, which i would uh, like to keep and uh, let's uh, go to a different topic and probably when i was working before i did my first youtube video Mm-hmm. there was one particular truck that is very very special because that truck forever okay when you work in an mnc in let's like i mentioned a truck manufacturing company when you do these special project vehicle or something so there's something special about that vehicle the particular vehicle which has something and that particular vehicle always goes missing somewhere somebody parks it somewhere and you don't know where it is so i remember i spent two days searching for a particular vehicle in the plant wow so that vehicle looked like it would be back on earth and <laughs> put a google pin location this is where the vehicle is <laughs> that's interesting that's interesting and uh, that's it we have come to the end of the uh, podcast interview thank you so much ashwa for being on this interview spending your time and valuing to be a part of the think cloud podcast i hope you enjoyed the podcast as much as i did so Uh, i would really love to have you even more once you start growing your channel to you become uh, you know reach a million mark and stuff like that i would really love to have you over basically the thinkrod podcast uh, touchwood dot also grown to that level where we can have collaborations and stuff definitely definitely uh, 
yeah so that's something that i really wanted to be very honest about this i really i like the approach of your videos and instantly the humbleness which you can see with every content which i really appreciate from your end and for the people who are listening to this podcast uh, i'm going to link his youtube channel to my descriptions and all spotify apple podcast and whenever you are interested to see his videos go ahead check out his channel and do subscribe if you find value in it and trust me if you miss any video at all just uh, go ahead and search for the exhaust video things he has done and all the <laughs> lot of crazy things he has done in the front because it's too entertaining to watch you know some things are something that we wanted to do with our cars but we unfortunately cannot do because our parents are inhibiting from doing it but you anyway did it so go and check out his cars it's really interesting to see videos like that and so uh, thank you so much rahul i mean this was my first podcast and it was really exciting as well and you were a great host you kept the podcast interesting you were able to you kept my brain on the move trying to figure out the best answers and the best responses to give the proper message out there so of course it was a really interesting podcast and definitely i hope that whoever has listened to this has one not got bored and number two learned something and maybe found it helpful as well so if this was the case definitely do support rahul and i'll also link your podcast in my videos as well and those who are interested in a different type of content and maybe to get to know me better as well can definitely check it out so please do share the link and uh, we will take this forward and definitely i really like your uh, the positive vibe which you're giving out and definitely after another milestone achieving we will definitely have another podcast and maybe that time we can see how it is how the how the growth has been maybe decoding the growth so definitely look forward to seeing you on the other side of uh, achievements looking forward to it brother looking forward to it. thank you so much for being on the podcast i genuinely hope this uh, podcast made sense to you guys if you really love the podcast do not forget to like share and follow it on spotify apple podcast and this is your host rahul ranjit signing off from the big bad podcast thank you I see you rolling up over black Cadillac, high heel boots and a sexy body full of tats. Baby's bad.